Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 334. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then uh, we'll discuss recent episodes of Baby Daddy, Dark Matter, Killjoys, and Young and Hungry, plus I'll have a ble- brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with links and start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 334. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason, the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us. I'm Tom Gardner with 3ofmyspace.net. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Tom. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. The real Tom yes. has joined us. <laughs> yes, that's right. Play. The fake Tom does not have the device that we needed. Yeah, that's right. The the wonders of Skype, where I was trying to (laughs) call another Tom to have on the podcast. Don't know whether that Tom watches TV or not, but they weren't online, so we'll never know. Maybe he was watching TV. Yes, it could be, (laughs) or the Olympics. I don't know. The Olympics. Oh my God, it's all I've been watching. Um, News. Just a little bit of news today. ABC has renewed Celebrity Family Feud, the $100,000 Pyramid, Match Game, and To Tell the Truth. They've been big hits for them over the summer, and I'm sure they'll just air again next summer. Or knowing ABC, they'll rush them to air and then <laughs> overstay their welcome. And... <laughs> then they'll have the five-night-a-week special. Where... Exactly, and then Regis will quit. And <laughs> So that's that's new. Uh, and USA renewed suits for a seventh season. Um, and also in there somewhere, there's a bunch of news out of TCA. Did you record before or after last week that G- Game of Thrones confirmed season eight is the final season? No, we had that last week. Okay. I, don't, I never remember what I hear, where I hear it when I listen to things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the, the only other thing I saw today, but I didn't add it to the outline, was that Hulu announced that they're going to... Oh, yeah. Subscription only. They're not going to have any more of a, you know, a free portion. Yeah. If you want your free Hulu, you have to watch it on Yahoo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although, yeah, although that's some of that stuff is still going to be available. You just have to go to like view.yahoo.com. I think the one of the articles I read said that like some of that stuff is I don't know if it I guess it'll continue to be maybe I don't know. It was like on Xfinity, you know, dot com or or the app or whatever that. Some of that was available there as well. Uh, But apparently it'll still be available there, just not available at Hulu itself. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, it makes sense when when they're trying to compete with Netflix and Amazon for originals because, you know, you have to pay for all that. So, I mean, it makes sense for them to step up their streaming game, but I don't know. I mean, I get it. I'm interested to – I didn't go to the the new view.com yahoo.com or whatever that they set up and to see if it's still like is it branded as or are they just like getting that content and and rebranding it at these other places and it just those things are available or is it still say or you still know that you're watching hulu when you're over on yahoo or whatever because i I don't know i don't know it's gonna confuse people it would because it would make sense if they were just offering up like Basically, they were selling to these various other places. Hey, you can stream our free stuff, right? And they're getting money that way. As here's, you can use this content on your site, and uh, we're just going to do. When you come to you know Hulu, it's just going to be a straight pay service, just like you know Netflix or everything else these days. Yeah. Um. So that's our news. That's what's going on in the world. Prime time. Not much this week, and it's mostly because I'm two episodes behind on pretty much everything, including one of the shows we're going to talk about today, but that's okay. I don't care about being spoiled. Um, Young and Hungry is our first show, season four, episode 10, Young and Screwed. How did this even end to be a finale? It was just... It just kind of ended. It just was there. It just ended. It didn't really put... I mean, it didn't really put anybody in... I don't know. It just left everybody at the their their friends with benefits, and yeah, you know, <laughs> Sophia's got a job. It keeps her up at all Which, hours, and so Sophia's gonna be in the spinoff also, because the spinoff of the show is her working at Ashley Tisdale's place, and it's so she's gonna still be on both shows, which is weird to me. 
But I'm glad that Gabby and Josh are together, however they're together, because I'm sick of the back and forth. I'm sick of <laughs> why, it. Why, why would that be I'm weird to you, Amory? You love all the Chicago shows and how they no, interlock with each other, and now you think it's no, weird that the comedy is going to do it? I don't know. Let me explain it. It's too different. Like She's going to star on both shows, which I don't think that's how Chicago really works. They casually stop over for some yeah. visits every now and then so it's a little different um but good for her because she also voices something on disney channel so i guess she just wants to keep busy but otherwise i don't care at all about elliot and his life <laughs> i just <laughs> couldn't care less about rex lee's character and it was just a weird episode to end the season on and i'd imagine they were like okay well it's going to coincide with baby daddy's finale which is actually like a finale whereas young and hungry is like was the mid-season clearly and it was just a random episode they picked to be like, okay, this is the finale because <laughs> there was no stakes really. But in in the way that they do stuff, they've been doing the 10 episode season. So it almost seems like they, they just did like a f- first half of a season, but they're not doing the know. second half because it's actually a season finale, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just, I mean, they're sort of together. I mean, they just uh, put them together, but not together. Right. Because apparently, because apparently you can have all the sex that you want and uh, that's perfectly fine. But if you actually try to have any emotional intimacy with the other person, that's where the problem lies for their. Exactly. That's what they've, that's their, what they've discussed. For their relationship. So, uh, which is all just been roadblocks for roadblocks sake. Exactly. They're just doing it at this point. Too. Uh, but speaking of which, sort of moving on to baby daddy. Sure, exactly. And I've been dying to talk about Baby Daddy all week because (laughs) Ray's behind and Jen deleted it from her DVR. And those are who I talk about it with. But Baby Daddy Season 5, Episode 20, My Fair Emma. I guess this kind of solidifies that she's going to be with Danny. Yeah, so is this finally – it finally puts them together. It gives – Not to say that she couldn't, like, be a single parent like Ben is, but (laughs) – um, I feel like it really was a way to solidify the fact that her being pregnant means she and Danny are fully on. And this also kind of felt like a series finale in that it could have ended the show because they were all going their separate ways. So I don't really know how the next season's going to happen. Except that it was sort of like they were all going their separate ways except not. Like, right. Because like, they couldn't. Because like, like Danny, the show, was, Danny wasn't going to go to Vancouver. He was going to stay. And now they, they were ha- going to have a baby. And then... Well, maybe the maybe Bonnie was actually going to go travel some, but that's just one of those that they could have traveled and then be back from their travels right. by the time a new season starts. Exactly. Uh, and then uh, Tucker was going to go to the L.A., but didn't. Yeah, and then know. Tucker wasn't going to go pursue the job that he's been wanting for like since the show started, and right. and was going to stay. Uh, so it yeah, it was weird. They provided like all the. Like all the things like they were going to leave you on, is Tucker going to go? You know, is is Bonnie? And, you know, what's what's the deal with the? Uh, you know, are you know are Riley and Danny ever going to finally? They kept right. mi- missing each other with the. Uh, <laughs> I did like the skywriting of the. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, I did Tucker. too. <laughs> I did too. Um, but I was actually happy that they finally like solidified that relationship because. I think it's an interesting next step for the show because he could still be the baby daddy. Danny can be the baby daddy now. And gave Ben another love interest woman out there that he keeps bumping into right. to be a, a potential new love interest or whatever. Uh, but on that side, I wish they would stick with, I mean, they don't have to necessarily couple them up forever or whatever, but it would be interesting for Ben to maybe date somebody for more than an episode or two. Right. <laughs> like, I agree. Like maybe a half a season or something. Uh, yeah. You know, let somebody you know, bring somebody on that's ac- actually on for a bit. And I mean, because they've done so many weird things with that character. Not as creepy teacher. Well, yeah, they had the, the the teacher for a couple episodes. And then, you know, before that, they had, you know, they had on again, off again with his high school crush, you know, that was now working for him. And then now she's gone. And then. Before that was the downstairs neighbor with the baby, but then mm-hmm. 
right right when they looked like they were actually going to do something with their oh her husband came back into the picture and uh right and he, was <laughs> and, he wasn't in the army so yeah. she couldn't keep him. And, and i don't they're, know they're they're getting back together and plot contrivance after plot contrivance. yeah it was just uh give him something for a a period of time i don't know so yeah so kind of happy but where's it go now that's my theory or my take on season five um killjoys Season two, episode six, I Love Lucy. Now, I do love the show. I just haven't gotten caught up um, since I came back from Comic-Con, basically. But feel free to discuss, because I'll completely forget by the time I actually get a chance to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Tom, with uh, with this episode of Killjoys, I do find it interesting how often uh, Dark Matter and Killjoys have some sort of storyline that sort of parallels each other. Yeah, yeah, they do parallel one another, not only in format, but the storyline, yeah, you're right. Where in you know, the previous episode we've seen their android, in Dark Matter, we've seen their android get an upgrade. For a brief stint, we saw, in this episode of Killjoys, we saw Lucy, the ship, right. get an android body for an episode. <laughs> oh, really? That's fun. And it was good to see uh, Tamsin in, in the role, too. So she actually got some, some screen time and not just some voice time. Uh, which is always uh, always a pleasure. Yeah. So, what did you uh, what did what did you think of of I Love Lucy and their uh, continuing search for the ooze? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it uh, a lot. I think that the, the ooze and then the mossipedes and uh, their little pet mossy that they found. I'm I believe that might be the first time that they've mentioned alien life on this show. Uh, much like dark matter, there's been no you know mention of aliens or, or, or any other species beyond uh, intelligent species beyond humans, and so this may have been a first uh, for dark matter. And from what I've heard, just taking an aside real quick on uh, dark, I mean for Killjoys, and dark matter, I think is stepping into the same territory in a couple of episodes or so. Yeah, here with with Killjoys, they had you know the one guy that was the traitor uh, of all the the rare artifacts and whatnot that he'd been collecting around the the galaxy uh, mentioned that his home planet had been visited by some right some organic looking ship yeah yeah some organic looking ship that was powered by this but never mentioned like who or what was on the ship or what right uh, exactly just that the ship was uh was weird and so it it did leave you open to okay so what's the you know, is is are they going to go that direction, or are they going to leave it? That you know, they just happen to have. I hope they don't just leave it. Uh, well, I you mean, know, I mean they, they'll leave it and not actually go where there's actually aliens, and leave it as that it'll turn out to be something like another human group or whatever. But they have their technology is more organic or something like some some yeah, like maybe they bioengineered the the mossipedes and 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 then the ship in turn. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a possibility I hadn't I hadn't thought of, but I I really hope that they they do explore this a bit further because uh Sam Romwell the the collector guy who was kind of reminiscent of the collector in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh you know, didn't say like you said he didn't say a lot about it. He said he just referred to them as they, you know, and, and they came in their ship it looked as if it was it were grown, not built, but didn't go into any detail that it was uh, you know, they they looked alien or they looked like you know giant centipedes or or anything like that. So I, I think being that vague, with such a big part of the storyline, uh, you know, f- focused on it, it's got to it's got to be revisited sometime. If not this season, since there's only four episodes left, then uh, maybe teased at the end and, and resolved next year. Yeah. Well, do you think that this is the potential threat? That uh, why am I blanking on his name? Klein. Yeah, Klein. That Klein has been is sort of fighting against, even though he's he doesn't necessarily go about things in the best way possible. But uh. yeah, well, I, I think maybe it is. I mean, uh, what I found interesting too is is that the the green goo and the mossipedes seem to be at least related to the green goo that Klein is using in the uh, the level six program. But then Sam Romwell says that uh, he was healed using nanites. And we know that the green goo can, you know, basically make someone unkillable. So I was a little confused there as to, you know, is he running on green goo? Is he running on nanites? A little of both. Yeah. Why would they need nanites if the green goo does so much? You know, or, or is Klein using a refined version? I, I, that, those are a lot of questions that I have that I'd like to see answered uh, sometime. 
Yeah, because it does it does did make it seem like Klein with his level six program has been trying to create like his own super soldiers that could possibly you know deal with whatever this potential oncoming problem is. Right. And then you have Dav as somebody now that has also had some other type of experiments done that now make him sort of immune to uh, the green goo, but able to, I don't know, what, you commune with it? <laughs> yes, he, he can he, control it. And, yeah, yeah. He, he, can, he can make it come to him or go away, or, or in the case of how this episode ended, what do you think, what, what do you think she was, or, or why? Or, Are you talking about Dutch? No, uh, the, with Dav and his uh, bar, bar. Oh, 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 yes. End. You know, I'm thinking maybe she was a, a level six undercover or something. And since Dav has that ability to reject green goo, and it was coming out of her, it, it, she had to have it in her to start with. I mean, that yeah. that was just kind of my assumption. It did. They they purposefully left that vague as well. Um, but that that's that's where I went with that. That's what I took from it. Is that you know she couldn't he couldn't stay that in such close proximity to somebody who was running on the stuff without it harming them eventually and it reached a point where you know she began to to be harmed by his presence. Yeah, well, he, it sh- it did show that. I mean, he did say like earlier that you know he could make it if he wants it, it'll come towards him, and if he doesn't want it, it'll go away. And he definitely wanted her in that. Well, in that. yeah, he wanted her. Uh, he don't so, know that he wanted goo. Yeah, so I don't know what, uh, how exactly, but he wasn't able to then, like it got, it, it went sort of out of control. He wasn't able to necessarily stop that from happening, and it it looked like it not, not going to be a good indie for her there. Yeah. Yeah, he well, he was kind of freaking out too, and he, I mean, he's only just discovered that he can yeah. he can control it, and he doesn't have full control, as we saw when, when he accidentally <laughs> connected with Mossy. You know, that, <laughs> that and of... when he tried to control the oh uh, the, yes, the, the, the crystal, yeah, the crystal that he put the goo on, and then basically blew up the the guy's ship. Yeah, so he's still learning. He's still learning. He's like he's like Harry Potter in in, in the early movies. He's still learning how to use his magic. <laughs> I I did like his. I'm a wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. He, when he was making like it, it float around. Uh, that was pretty good. But that's that's what I really like about this show is their interaction, you know, Dav's interaction with you know his brother, uh, the whole thing with <laughs> with the the android having or or the Lucy having a body and wanting to uh, to. To kiss him so that she could download that uh, that information into her databanks of what that is, of what it is like, and and he goes along with it. Yeah, but only <laughs> after she said, "But you get to kiss him." You know, you get to kiss a robot. Yeah. All the other all the other attempts to to yeah. tease him into it didn't work until you know from her side. You know, I, it was an experience I needed. I love the yeah. you know the information. He wasn't going for it to. Just, might be the only chance you get to kiss a robot. And Johnny's like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll Dad, do that. And Dad was like, oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of that stuff, but they dropped a lot of, you know, at least furthering the story, the overall story a little bit uh, in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, we learned a little bit about, um, well, we sort of revisited Dutch's past again. Uh, a little more in, in in this episode too, just a tease, but we learned a tiny bit more. And then two out of three got a happy ending. Yeah, well, two literally or figure. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Anyway, <laughs> good place to move on to Dark Matters season two episode six. We should have seen this coming. Oh God. <laughs> ah! I actually did see the episode of Dark Matter where what's her name from Lost Girl got the overhaul to be more of a human and less of an android because Kurt was watching it at Comic Con. Oh, yeah, when Android got her upgrade. No idea what's going on. (laughs) I don't know what happened in this week either, so have at it. Oh, goodness. So you're behind here on on this one, too. I hate talking about it when when you're behind because I don't want to spoil it. I'm like two seasons. Wait, how long has it been on? Two seasons. I'm all the episodes behind. (laughs) It's the only one. I've never seen any of it, so except for this moment where 
the lady from Lost Girl was not a robot as much anymore. <laughs> so that's all I know. You're not going to spoil me at all. Where you are, but I'm not going to know what it means. <laughs> yes. So, Tom, what did you think of this episode and getting uh, a little bit more? Uh, we got we we actually got Nix's sort of backstory yeah. and found out where her sort of abilities come from. And that it's you know her what I guess you'd say you know her race of people or her from where she's from. People have these types of extrasensory abilities that's the way it was explained it seemed to be uh, that they just said they called it cpa cognitive predictive ability and that she happened to have a very high level of it and her our brother milo who was played by uh falling skies alum umpo quaho it's good to see him again uh played her brother milo yeah he's great isn't he yeah and uh you know at first it, it, it was very mysterious how you know these guys could predict the future and then it turned out that they're essentially running the numbers you know they're running uh, <laughs> uh probabilities based off of information that they've gathered uh, and so that's how we learned what Nix is you know everyone's speculating i did too that you know Nix had to be some sort of bioengineered human or, or some kind of you know android or biomechanical you know being or something but it just turns out that you know she has the ability to sort of intuit or see into the future and what I found most interesting about it is that she doesn't literally see into the future. She, her mind can simultaneously calculate all these probabilities and factor in the most likely outcome in just a matter of moments. And she, you know, they can each do that on their own, but then put together, you know, they're they're really scary, uh, you know, the seers and whatnot. But uh, and, and the explanation was 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 one that no one p- picked up on, but it was also not exactly a spectacular explanation. I mean, I, I like it; it's a it's it's a good explanation, but it wasn't some ooh, she's from another you know dimension or she's you know bioengineered or anything like that. Yeah, just uh, basically from a planet where apparently a high number of the population has has this ability to some you know some degree. Uh, right, like her brother was more on the. Uh, was like even a higher ability, uh, but not for, you know, like physical confrontation and more for just really like seeing and like you said, running the numbers, being a, a part of that where she has sort of put maybe a little bit lower level, but been able to put it into being a fighter uh, as as well. So so I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting because, you know, since that character was introduced and we saw that she could, you know, uh, keep up with two in a fight. And we know that two can basically lay waste to multiple, you know, <laughs> multiple assailants. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there was, you know, everybody was sort of speculating is, you know, does she also have some sort of nanites or is she? Because then we saw that, you know, the android can basically upload the ability to fight. Mm-hmm. And then with also the addition of being more human like. You can see that the in different scenes we've seen this this season that the android can lay waste to a bunch of people if uh, need be. Uh, so there was, you know, is she actually when we saw that there was these more human type androids that became a possibility. Uh, I was I was sort of interested in it that it turned out to be something that I hadn't heard anybody mention. You know, that it was just some. Yeah. Uh, some other type of uh, ability. I did like the brothers sort of telling them, well, there was some, there was a couple interesting things. One that apparently one of the crew is going to betray them, betray the the rest of them, but you don't know which one or, or why, or, but you figure that that's likely going to happen. Uh, But then also put it out there that this group is like unique in a unique place uh, to be able to uh, with the things that are coming that they're, you know, that they're the group was predicting uh, to be able to affect change within that, you know, sort of chaos of the warring corporations and whatnot. Yeah. Cause Milo in, in no uncertain terms, you know, when he gave him that little uh, pep talk about when, when times are like they are, when, you know, war is on the horizon that a small group of people or even one person can change the course of history. And I think that he was, he was doing more than just, you know, making a pep talk or giving them a hint. I think he already knows that, you know, the Raza crew are going to be uh, central to shaping what happens when the corporations go to war. And I am going to guess that the corporations will inevitably go to war at some point. 
Yeah. And when they mentioned the when he mentioned like or even a single person or whatever, that seemed to also uh, they've been hinting a lot that five could become really important. Yeah. Uh, sort of, you know, they, they've had they've made they've had people say, you know, like like earlier in the season, you know, like the next time, you know, I see you, you know, you could be running the ship or various things, True. various things that they've hinted at. And I, she was who he was talking to when he was when he was talking about that, I think. And so it it sort of hinted at maybe her becoming even you know more important. Yeah. As as well as having the, you know, this uh, what is it the interdimensional key card that she that she possesses that uh, that uh, some people are after. So, yeah, and I, I think even though we've you know each episode seems to have focused on 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 a particular character throughout since the beginning of, of season two, uh, five has you know kind of been on this this journey of of you know reaching the ranks I guess of the of her other crewmates and not just the kid and she's you know proven to go beyond ability to go beyond that uh already and so you know i think you're right uh, milo talking to her about you know even one person making a difference that she's going to be that one person and i wouldn't be surprised if she is in charge of the raza at one point or another maybe only temporarily but you know it's just she's come a long way since that uh, quiet little stowaway from the very first episode last season yeah i mean even earlier this season she was the one that you know convinced them even though they now have the ability to sort of get their memories back, that maybe they don't want to be those people. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that they've become a different, you know, do they want to not be who they have become now? Uh, and how that, how much that would change if they added back in all their previous memories as well. And so, you know, they've, they've had some interesting uh, uh, storylines along the way there with her. And uh, but what did you think of? Uh, we always get some sort of uh, little teaser ending uh, to every episode, and then this one it was it was two having uh, like her hand start to shake and and stuff, and so uh, like you think like the nanites are going on the fritz a little bit, or uh, what do you think's happening? I'll give you my, my 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 guess on that. Well, it, it, Alexander Rook and Dwarf Star Technologies, big evil corporation, about as big and as evil as they get from what it, we've seen so far. If you're going to build something that unique, that 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 expensive, I assume, I would think that you would build in some sort of safety protocols to keep from losing it for or for keeping it from running away. And I'm wondering if this isn't some sort of a, a planned obsolescence or a, a you know a built-in fault that has to be corrected and only of course dwarf star and will wheaton and his evil beard of evil can uh correct it's just a guess but that's what i'm going with for now and that's going to lead them back to dwarf star technologies and we'll pick up and learn a little more about about two or rebecca as uh you know he calls her and uh why she was built what her purpose might have been and maybe get a chance to see her uh kick rook's ass <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like how, you know, you sort of get, you know, it moves everybody's story a little bit, but there's usually a focus on on one character. And so this sort of set up as, you know, there's the potential here for her her character to need to go on, you know, for them to create a, an op for them to go <laughs> and figure out like what's what's happening to her and, and fix the problem, like you said. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, but I also liked in this episode we got uh, three and three and, and six and six you know stuck on the planet for a while where they sort of had to <laughs> you know uh, come to some sort of a an agreement uh, and you know for for three to sort of come around that he still doesn't trust him but he'll give him a chance to sh you know prove his prove himself again right uh, so that was you know that was uh, a good storyline because. You kind of want to see them envelop everybody into, you know, like the crew, not continue to yeah. have. Uh, they're going to need, you know, to all work together and not be uh, at each other's throat. Although somebody <laughs> apparently is going to. 
Yeah. Uh, we all want the family back together, <laughs> but yeah, someone's going to, you know, I, I don't know who or how. And, and a couple of people have speculated, and I think that this it's probably it's good speculation, but I think it's too small of an event to, to, to count when Milo said someone, you know, will, will betray you. I mean, Ford did give Milo that knife, you know, so that he could take care of himself instead of going back into the sea or hive or whatever you want to call it. I guess in a way you could consider that a betrayal, but I think, you know, if he's mentioning a betrayal, uh, you know, so, so overtly that it's gotta be something bigger than that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that was a prediction type of statement that was all, was something that was also going to happen in like the same episode. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, that was, Hey, You've got what well, we got four more episodes in the season, mm-hmm. and uh, no, 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 uh, no, uh, only four more in uh, Killjoys. But Dark Matter has thirteen. Oh, yeah, so that's right. Seven Dark, yeah, that's right. We got we're only halfway through Dark Matter. That's right. Dark exactly. Matter is uh, so we've got we've got another half a season or so, you know, for that to pop back up at some mm-hmm. uh, future point. So yeah, that uh, I, yeah, I don't think that's the. That, no, that I don't. Would, I don't, I don't either. Really... I just thought it was interesting. It, it it was a betrayal, like someone said. But I, I, I just thought it was interesting. Someone pointed that out. Um, you know, and and if I could just hop back to last week's episode for for a minute, there was a first on Dark Matter last week when three walked into the mess and six was eating. Three for the first time, Dark Matter was in a scene with food and didn't eat. <laughs> so you'll notice he eats in every scene. And Anthony Lemke said that that was a decision he made about his character, that, you know, if there's food, that he's going to be chewing on something. And I thought it was, you know, he, he was too angry to eat, which has got to be pretty mad for three because he's always eating. Yeah, that was telling for the character. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and then, you know, the following week for them to get stuck together, you know, locked in that, that ship was an ideal way to, for them to hammer out their differences. They couldn't, they couldn't escape one another. They couldn't go anywhere. All they could do was work together and talk things out. And so it was a really good way and, and also an entertaining, you know, way to to get that done. Yeah, I, li- I liked <laughs> – I, I think Two's just doing this so that uh, I'm implicated in the op. I don't care. <laughs> like it, it doesn't it – doesn't, doesn't, that, that doesn't fix it for me. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, – that was good. Again, that's become similar to like – uh, Killjoy is a lot of the reason that I like Dark Matter is become the crew and how they interact with each other and mm-hmm. and deal with you know deal with the the thing of the week that's put in front of them uh, even if there's you know an ongoing you know overarching story for me that part is is less important I mean it's it's interesting I'd rather have some sort of ongoing story attached to it than just every week just be that thing whatever right. the mission of the week is, but, uh, but really it just watching these, <laughs> uh, these different, the different crew members and then adding in a couple of, you know, a new ones to, you know, having them bump off of each other and, uh, and how they, how they deal with things. Yeah. It's a primarily a character based drama, you know, first, uh, with a lot of really fun mysteries, uh, you know, to, to just, season it up a little bit, I guess. And and, and the thing I like the best about uh, the mysteries is the fact that we don't generally have to wait very long to get answers to them. Uh, you know, we don't have to worry about uh, seven or eight threads hanging at the end of a season and then wondering if it's going to get renewed so that we know the answers to these things. Of course, there's going to be something hanging at the end of the season, but, uh, you know, we, we, we get a lot of payoff as the show goes along. And, and so it's, it's satisfying in that way. And then the characters are all fun. And it's, they, they've made a point, it seems, of mixing up the pair-offs this season, too. And I've noticed no matter who they pair together, it turns out fun. It's, it's enjoyable. It's like you could just grab any two people on that show, put them together, throw them in a scene, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, well, that's the from talking with the various cast members at Comic-Con the last two years. They just seem to be a fun group. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that... In, in both, you know, not on set and on set, they they play really well off of each other, and so I think it, I think that all just translates to what you you see on screen that they they actually like each other, you know, and stuff, uh, and it it adds to the sort of the camaraderie and the the joking nature of it sometimes and and whatnot that uh, it does make it a fun and like you said, it, you do get, you know, like. 
this episode ends with, you know, what's happening with two, that's something that it's not just going to hang out there forever. Within a couple episodes, we'll probably hit on that. Like, it'll get a little bit worse to where she can't hide it or something like that, and then it'll become a a thing. And and then an episode will, like, the A story will be about two. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, that's just, uh, that's how the show rolls. And and it's... uh, it's become it's become quite a enjoyable pair. I like both. Mm-hmm. You seem to like both as well, Tom. I do. I do. Very much. Have you seemed to notice though that there seems to be uh, out there there seems to be like I don't know how big a group or whatever, but there seems to be people that either like one or the other like they've tried mm-hmm. one and it just didn't work for them, but they really like dark matter or yep. or dark matter didn't work for them, but they really love Killjoys. Yes, I've noticed that. And I and I, I find it I guess hard to comprehend because I'm not, I'm not saying that they're identical, but they're so similar, not intentionally, but they just happen to be so similar. I would think that if someone enjoyed one, they would find at least some enjoyment in the other. But, you know, I, I guess everyone's a little different. I, I, I like them both. I mean, I have my preferences, but uh, that's, you know, it's not a matter of disliking one and liking the other. You know, I just, if, if I had to order, Harder them, you know. I, I like Dark Matter a little more than Killjoys, but only a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. You know, people uh, I've seen seen me, you know, mention it on Twitter and say, "Oh, well, you know, you've, we got to get you to love Killjoys." Don't get me wrong, I love Killjoys, <laughs> but you know, if I've got to pick one or the other, if you're going to make me pick one, and if you're asking me, I'm going to give you an answer. So that's why I've given that answer. I, you know, because I was asked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't understand how you can like one and, and, and just really find the other one completely, you know, unpalatable. And for me, it's that I just have never started Dark Matter. It's not that I'm not interested in it because I, I mean, I love Killjoys, and based on what everybody says, there's no reason I wouldn't love Dark Matter. Like I trust everybody's opinions like that. Yeah, and then, I mean they're both they got they're, they're both filled with a bunch of great characters. I mean, Killjoys, the core characters are are smaller, but the ancillary uh, recurring characters could hold a show on their own. They're that good, um, yeah. and I think Killjoys focuses more a little more on on uh, sort of an uh, upbeat action, you know, with some comedy thrown in, and Dark Matter focuses more on uh, larger mysteries and and the character interactions with also plenty of humor. So they, they, I think, you know, Killjoys is a little more action-oriented. Dark Matter is a little more of this conspiracy mystery-oriented, but they both have plenty of each. Uh, just a little, you know, angle to the flavor. You know, one's got sprinkles, one doesn't, but they're just as good. That's <laughs> <Right>. all. <laughs> Perfect description. That sums it up perfectly. <laughs> uh, just a quick reality check. I just have to say, I watched Food Network Star. I watched the whole season, and much like I do every year, I will not be watching the show. And this year it's because I just couldn't, can't stand the winner. And other years it's just because I never watched the show. Um, but God on fleek and yes. And all that stuff she did all the time. Like it was, it was such an affectation that she put on almost too much. Like I don't get the sense that I got the real winner. Like I just don't understand. Like I don't know what her food tastes are. Or what, like I just don't get the sense. I think that they picked a, character instead of someone not that i thought that the other two should have won necessarily like the top three was just a group that i was like the one guy's there because giada wants to sleep with him i i just thought that it was not a great season and i'm not going to be watching uh the show for sure so you you think it was more of a of a persona that she put on but not her like necessarily like if you saw her in everyday life that that's how she is i i don't i don't know I feel like she put it on more for the show. Yeah, I don't know. I only saw a couple of episodes here and there throughout the, uh, uh, and then it was, I was watching some of it, like the marathon of it on the on Sunday, while I was waiting to go eat at uh, Comic Con <laughs> on huh. at Spaghetti Factory. Uh, just the first in a series of waiting on things that day, uh, but uh, God, the French Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> don't even get me started. Uh, but but yeah, that was. Uh, I thought I thought that's interesting that she ended up winning because it seemed like some of just from the little bit that I saw that a couple of episodes earlier that she almost got like ousted because she like really yeah. f- really failed like one and that she basically got kept based on past like what she had done in the past not on that actual yes. not on each episode yes exactly not on the thing that if you were actually judging on the individual thing she lost <laughs> like in the, right. 
like about uh, when there was like three or four of them, or I can't remember. Are they because they brought one? They brought somebody back, and then that. I wanted him to win. I would have loved if Yaku won. And I think he deserved to win, but they kept everybody else because of what they've done in previous challenges, even though they said it's only about this challenge. And that was a load of crap. It was not only ever about this challenge. It was always from before. And so that's my take on um, the Olympics. No, on the Food Network star. Now, the Olympics, I can't get enough of. But I do have a problem with the way NBC is airing pre-taped things. So a lot of the swimming is like late at night. The finals and stuff are late at night. So they're airing them live, which is fantastic. But when you have the top draw for them is like women's gymnastics. And it was pre-taped. They had everything. Nothing was live. They didn't have to wait till after swimming. But for a half an hour, they showed a bunch of people. Like I'm thinking more along the lines, like my little cousin Madison's a gymnast and she loves watching these guys. So they air the first two rotations that the U.S. are a part of. But they didn't air the second two U.S. rotations until 11.15 p.m. Eastern time. And I'd imagine on the Pacific side of things, they didn't air it until 11.30 Pacific. So, like, if there were little kids trying to stay up and watch these gymnasts, like, they aired it. They should have aired it in the half hour where they were showing us a bunch of mean Russian gymnasts. And, like, which is great. I don't mind seeing other nations. My point is, like, for a draw like women's gymnastics... If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pre-tape it anyways, why not just put it right in the why middle? Why not of the air it when it actually time? is in prime time? Because it's eleven fifteen. You're no longer in prime time. What's the point of airing your biggest draw? Besides, swimming and gymnastics are like huge. So I have a feeling they're going to do that with the men tonight. And I watched the men today, and I just got pissed off. So I'm watching the Olympics. I had an amazing Olympic opening ceremonies party. We're having a mid week uh or friday night we're having a, a viewing party and then i'm having a closing ceremonies party at my house i'm just i love i think it's more of an excuse to have a party than anything <laughs> um we get all dolled up in our you know red white and blue and and i'm very excited that leslie jones is going to rio because she was the highlight of my weekend i got so into the t- to the road race the biking road races on saturday and sunday like i was obsessed with them because i was watching her tweeting about it and how obsessed she like and how she got into it and then i was like oh my god this is so intense and then somebody from the night show tonight show was like they should send her to um rio and they invited her to rio and she's getting on a plane like it's amazing because she's hilarious and she's just totally the best. I mean, I don't know that she'll be able to curse as much as she is um, when she's live on the air, obviously, but that doesn't matter. She's still going to be awesome. So that's what I've been watching pretty much just the Olympics. And then I really still haven't caught up from Comic-Con because I've been trying to catch up on sleep because I stayed a week after Comic-Con. So I didn't watch TV during that week either. So it's just been, it's been a, it's been a while since I've actually sat down a long time. I came back and I was still on vacation, but yet I mostly just vegged out and didn't. Yeah, no, I was working. I was at the day job. And I didn't watch much. The only thing I've really kept up with is Killjoys and Dark Matter. And then some of the some of the comedies and stuff like that. Like I've been watching, you know, Young and Hungry and Baby Daddy and uh, Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll. Well, comedies are just so Andrew much tried, more easy yeah, to get caught up on. And you try Becca and, you know, the those things I've been watching because you could just, uh, I ended, I also watched, uh, over this past weekend, I watched the last six episodes of, uh, angel from hell. <laughs> and, I love angel from hell. and was just sad at the end of it because I, I love that show. I love that. Well, you know, my love for Kyle Bornheimer knows no bounds. Yeah. So, but I just love the interaction of the cast. I thought they worked really well together and the way, I agree. The way they we could talk about these, this for hours. Yeah, the way they throw I'm these jokes really, out and stuff like that, it was. Uh, uh, I'm still really steamed yeah, about it. Yeah, I haven't, haven't really. I've gotten uh, the DVR is hanging at this like 87 to 92 percent, like because <laughs> I never, I never get a bunch of stuff watched. Yes, so that's uh, that's that, and now recommendations, uh, TV recommendations, I guess. When does 112263 come out? That comes out on DVD soon. I don't think it's this week. So I don't really have a recommendation. You could still recommend it even if it's not this week. I recommend 112263 <laughs> on DVD. Wonderful. You could get it on DVD or 
you could still for a limited time <laughs> or or if you, you know, want it's not free you have to get it with, yeah. a, with your <laughs> or you can get a subscription to, to hulu to like yes that's my reco and if you watch that you can also enjoy uh troy and wayne's uh 11 podcast uh, as a companion piece with that hmm. both have been uh, previous guests on the podcast and uh, my recommendation is uh, Supergirl Season 1. Uh, it hits uh, Blu-ray and DVD on uh, Tuesday, August 9th, which is uh, tomorrow as we're recording this. So, uh, I really enjoyed the first season of Supergirl. I I mean, it, it, did, it wasn't perfect. It had its problems here and there. But overall, I really, uh, I really liked uh, the, the first season, and I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with the second season with the uh, addition of Superman and then also. And his butt. Oh my God. Do you guys see the picture of his butt? <laughs> There's no right that that butt was for real. I'm sorry. And introducing Superman and his butt. Well, I could see exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> his butt of steel. Yeah. Uh, his, his bubble butt of steel is what it was. Uh, That's a good hashtag. Hashtag bubble butt of steel. Yeah. Hey, lady, the S is up here. <laughs> and please welcome to the stage, Bubble Butts of Steel. It doesn't feel like a punk band anyway. It does. Um, yes. Or it's a new that's workout my... video that's uh, yes. <laughs> sweeping the nation. Yeah, but that's that's my recommendation. I really enjoyed Supergirl. If you uh, if you didn't catch it the you know the first season, it's coming out on DVD, Blu-ray. Uh, but it's also I mean, you missed the first couple episodes, but it's uh, our well, the first four episodes now, as of the first, you can listen to this. But they're replaying the whole season, uh, two episodes at a time, on the CW on Monday nights, leading up to uh, the premiere in of season two in October. So you can uh, catch a bunch of a bunch of those episodes that way as well. And uh, Tom, what is uh, what's your recommendation? Well, first, two thumbs up, one for each of you guys' recommendations. I think both shows are excellent. Uh, and my recommendation is going to be one that comes as no surprise, I think, which is Netflix's Stranger Things. Uh, anyone that's seen it has loved it. Anyone that hasn't seen it I literally just got a text out. message from my friend who said, like literally within two minutes of you saying that, you watch Stranger <laughs> Things on Netflix, uh, should I start it? I'm like, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard everybody who watches it can't stop watching it. Let me tell you this. I wanted to watch it. I mean, not not just because it had the nostalgia feel, you know, sort of a throwback to the old Amblin movies, E.T. and whatnot. Um, but it's just it's it's my kind of my kind of show. My wife and my daughter uh, were in the living room and I said, look, I, I want to watch this. You guys want to watch it? They said, oh, well, I've seen the, the trailers. It, it doesn't look like it's for me. Seven hours later, seven hours later, they were still sitting there going, please, more. <laughs> couldn't stop watching. Literally couldn't stop watching. That's how good it is. Uh, people that didn't want to watch it, two people in my family, and, that, and uh, my daughter especially is not the biggest – one of my daughters is not the biggest sci-fi fan uh, in the world. Um, but she absolutely adored it. And I think it uh, – you know, a lot of it goes to the writing and those kids were just some amazing uh, actors. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown who plays you know, the little girl with the short hair and whatnot – uh, was in a BBC America show called Intruders a couple of years ago where she got to play a nine-year-old who was embodied by the spirit of a mid-60s male pedophile. And oh, that God. girl can act. She is scary good. Uh, if, if you watch it for nothing else, watch it for her. Um, she, I mean, all the kids were absolutely excellent, but she just pretty much stands out uh, amongst all the, all the people in that, in that show. Very cool. Is it scary? Uh, it's not as scary as you might think. It's suspenseful, but it's not mm. – I wouldn't call it horror movie scary because I'm not really a horror uh, buff yeah. so much. Uh, I, I think it was uh, scary, like I said, in the sense of, of, of suspense. And there, well, there are some, some truly scary moments, but it's not the kind of thing that's going to make you you know hide behind the, the sofa or you know okay. uh, call your best friend and cry on the phone for a while. Yeah, no, I'm me. so – I get scared so easily and stuff, so I'm just like, ooh, I don't know. I can start it. Well, you may not want to watch it alone at night with the the lights off, but I okay. think you will call someone <laughs> in tears when it's done crying for more. You know, you'll be sitting there going, hey, I, I need a fix, man. Eight episodes isn't enough. Give me more. <laughs> and you know, everything well, I, I friend, read yeah, is Ducky coming back. Just said, he just said to me last night, um, I've, he's watched, he's like the fifth time through. He just can't stop watching it. Yeah. It is I'm that. Like, okay. 
I haven't finished it yet. I'm only a couple episodes in, but I quite enjoyed it as well. You know, so far, I really like the, you know, sort of the nostalgia feel of it. But I think also that if you're a child of the 80s, that you may have a deeper like for it or an easier like for it than maybe others yep. as, as well, because I think it really does sort of bring back uh, that time. Like you said, it has that sort of E.T. or Super 8 right. type of uh, you know movie where a, a major portion of it is around uh, these kids and some strange things that are happening. But it's on my list to finish, and I, it's uh, it will be finished by next week because <laughs> next week on the podcast, we'll be talking about Stranger Things. Uh, okay. And so that – so, so it's a good time to uh, take Tom's recommendation and uh, jump on board and watch Stranger Things on Netflix and then come back on next week's podcast to listen to uh, uh, the discussion about it. Yeah, I can't wait to – I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. I'll have to try and get – I mean of all the other things I have to catch up on, it's like watching another Netflix show is the last thing I need. But <laughs> Yeah, the thing about a Netflix maybe I'll just show check is it, it doesn't help me out with my DVR problem. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find Tom online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 334. Next week, Jason will be joined to talk about Stranger Things by Jennifer Bragg from the TV POV podcast at thetelevixen.com and Kate Kolzik from the Televerse podcast at theteleverse.org. Tom, thank you. Thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I appreciate the invitation. Like I said, even though I don't even watch Dark Matter, like the conversation makes me want to. So I think that's a good sign. Good. Go get a, the first season's on Netflix. So another <laughs> more, Netflix. more Netflix watching. Exactly. Gotta love it. We all have our Netflix subscriptions so that we can watch it at any time and then don't watch it. It's, exactly. it's, it's the, I think that's the key of uh, how Netflix is making money is that there's just a bunch of us that are just paying the money so that we can watch yeah, something whenever we want and then, never, and then never watch anything. <laughs> you can watch it anywhere, anytime. Getting, we're getting taxed on it now, Pennsylvania is. So I'm not going to be just paying nine ninety nine. I'm going to be paying ten fifty nine. Stupid oh. Pennsylvania. Government's always got to yep. get their cut. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys. And I'll report back if I watch anything. (laughs) All right. I'll probably just go to sleep and watch the Olympics. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.